0: Hello and welcome to 7 Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Scott Galupo and today I'd like to talk about the strange serenity of Barack Obama. Back in December 2016, during his last press conference of the year, Obama addressed concerns over Russia's influence over the presidential election.
1: Not much happens in Russia without Vladimir Putin. I will confirm that uh, this happened at the highest levels of the Russian government. And I will let you make that determination as to whether there are high-level Russian officials who go off rogue and decide to tamper with the U.S. election process without Vladimir Putin knowing about it.
0: True to form, Obama didn't go ballistic over the electoral meddling of one of America's main adversaries. This disappointed liberal detractors and admirers alike. But what exactly did liberals expect? The declaration of a national emergency? Some kind of official delegitimizing of the president elect? None of that is Barack Obama's style. For better and worse, Obama has been the Serenity Prayer president. Surely you're familiar with the Serenity Prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. That's our president. He accepts the things he can't change and tries to change the things he believes he can. In political rather than spiritual terms, Obama's presidency has toggled between resignation and targeted bold strikes. Let me give you a few examples. The first one takes place in January 2010. Scott Brown, a little-known Massachusetts Republican, wins a special election to replace the late Senator Ted Kennedy. This was no small win. It robbed Obama of his 60-seat supermajority in the Senate. The president was counseled to moderate his health care reform proposal, but he didn't. He doubled down and committed to an aggressive plan to push through a portion of the bill under Senate budget reconciliation rules, avoiding a Republican filibuster. During an interview with CNN's Candy Crowley, this senior process. strategist David we'll Axelrod recalled Obama's thinking at the time.
1: This is the moment, and if we don't act now, uh, there will be dire consequences for uh, people all over this country in terms
0: The of serenity prayer famously asks for wisdom to know the difference between changeable and unchangeable situations. On health care, wisely or not, Obama boldly chose to push for change. He succeeded. But he also paid a price.
1: So here's what it looks like, the change in the Senate that we know about so far, obviously a Republican pickup.
0: Now, it's yeah. tradition for the president's Indiana. party to take a beating during the midterms. But in 2010, Democrats were absolutely pummeled. Democrats suffered massive defeats at both state and national levels, with many seats switching to Republican party control. And what was Obama's response?
1: This is something that I think every president needs to go through. Uh, sometimes uh, we lose track of the ways that we connected uh, with folks uh, that got us here in the
0: first place. In the wake of that election, Obama quietly and improbably reached one of the few compromises he would ever reach with congressional Republicans, a deal to extend Bush-era tax rates for two years paired with a package of unemployment benefits and tax incentives for businesses. Victory in 2012 came. Thank you. But Obama's re-election was followed by yet another midterm shellacking in 2014. Again, Obama emerged unruffled.
1: And there are times where you're a politician and you're disappointed with election results. But maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know, it, it doesn't make me mopey.
0: Obama then declared that he would use his pen and phone to essentially make an end run around a recalcitrant Congress. The Obama pen gave us far-reaching executive orders on immigration, gun control, a raise in pay for federal contractors, and an increase of the overtime salary threshold for millions of workers. Not technically an executive order, but rather a rule change to the Fair Labor Standards Act. To apply the serenity prayer principle, Obama came to believe that a cooperative relationship with Republicans was beyond his control, and so he looked for levers of power more firmly in his grasp. There is, of course, plenty of room to criticize Obama's serenityism. During the fiscal cliff negotiations of late 2012, for instance, liberals argued that Obama had more control over the situation than he realized and failed to extract maximal concessions from Republicans. Similarly, in the foreign policy arena, conservatives have argued that Obama far too passively watched Vladimir Putin move to reconsolidate the periphery of the old Soviet Union and the Middle East as it deteriorated into chaos. And just to bring us full circle here, why didn't Obama do more to deter or punish Russian hacking? The clue to Obama's thinking again brings us back to the serenity prayer principle. In that press conference at the end of 2016, Obama seemed angrier at the national news media than he was at Putin.
1: I'm finding it a little curious that everybody's suddenly acting surprised that this looked like It was disadvantaging Hillary Clinton, because you guys wrote about it every day. (laughs) Every single leak. About every little juicy tidbit of political gossip, including John Podesta's risotto recipe. This was an obsession that dominated the news coverage.
0: Translation? We can't control, we can only respond to, the behavior of a foreign adversary. But the amplification of Putin's obvious hackery by the media was entirely in our control. And there you have it, the serenity president. It's those qualities of impulse control, strategic restraint, steadiness of temperament that are manifestly not shared by Obama's successor. And as confounding as we may have found them at times, I believe all of us, liberal or conservative, will come to miss them very soon. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. I'm Scott Galupo, and thanks so much for listening.